The fourth hour first up continues here on TSN 1050. The Toronto Raptors big win late last night against the Sacramento Kings, a game that ended well after 1230. So it's very kind of our man Jack Armstrong from the Raptors on TSN to get up early. I guess he was up late, gets up early and join us here on the show. Good morning, Jack. How you doing? Good morning, Aaron. How you doing? I'm fantastic, thank you. Before we get into the rap shack, we were talking about Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. We had a guest on from Cincinnati in the previous segment. Have you ever tried Skyline Chili in Cincinnati? Uh, yes, I have many, many years ago. Okay. Uh, I used to work uh, Pete Gillen, who was the head coach at Xavier University in Cincinnati, and then Skip Prosser, who succeeded him. They were both very good friends of mine, so I used to go out and... Uh, uh, worked at Xavier University basketball camp when I was a young coach and then coached against those guys out there. So uh, been to Cincinnati many times in my recruiting travels. So, yes, uh, mm. I've been there. And, and uh, I'll give you another one. Uh, if you like ribs, the Montgomery Inn Boathouse uh, right downtown. Oh, in Cincinnati? In Cincinnati, the Montgomery wow. Inn. A Montgomery Inn, and uh, it's outstanding if you like ribs. They got fabulous ribs there. Oh, so, uh, who doesn't yeah, like Cincinnati's ribs? Cincinnati's a good town, good sports town. Nice. So, does the chili live up to the hype? You would say yes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right on. Absolutely. Maybe there's like a market here in Toronto. Like, we're missing like a Skyline Chili restaurant, which would be a huge success. Would you be interested in investing with Carlo and I, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> you know what he says to that? Yeah. Get that garbage out of here. Yeah, it's definitely not bonjour, that's for sure. It would, it would actually, it, I, honestly, it would actually do quite well. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, my favorite thing to do, and I don't know if there's one that exists, soup and sandwich place. <laughs> I, honestly, like, you go, you get a nice bowl of soup, oh. chili, beef barley, stracciatella, wedding, and you combine that with a nice sandwich? Oh, the best. Well, the you think about it, like, like, for example, a day like today, it's chilly. Yes. You know, the snow just stopped. <laughs> and it's a perfect day to have soup and, and a sandwich. I, I agree with yeah. you. Now, maybe in the middle of August when it's a little hot, those might be quiet days. But uh, yeah. on wintry days like today would be ideal. The best. Jack Armstrong, Raptors on TSN, our guest. Raps last night, I mean, a great performance, mostly defensively, Jack. I mean, they held Sacramento to 91 points. That's their lowest offensive output all year. Sacramento's been a great offensive team, and they had Fox and Sabonis and Herder, all their main guys in the lineup. And what that says to me more than anything, there's a lot of people, kind of including myself, who've written the Raptors off and saying, ah, these guys are going to tank. They're going on the road where they've been so terrible. They're just going to pack it in. But clearly, at least last night, Jack, that was not the case. You know, it's interesting. They've been in every game. You know, they've lost a lot of them, but they've been in games. I mean, they're, they're, they've overwhelmingly been quite competitive. Uh, you know, a lot of it has been, uh, you know, give, giving up leads in the fourth quarter and defensive breakdowns, but, but they've been in games and they're as healthy as they've been. You know, obviously, uh, you know, now having Precious Achua back, they're a different team and a team that can be very competitive and has been very competitive with everybody that they play. So, you know, the final six games of this trip coming up, you know, I fully expect them to be able to be competitive with all the teams that they play. How many they win, how many they lose, I have no idea. Uh, but nonetheless, if they guard like they guarded last night, 
they give themselves a great chance. I mean, look, they forced Sabonis, who had 23 straight double-doubles, uh, into a, just a horrible night. He didn't have a double-double, and he turned the ball over nine times. Uh, so they did a phenomenal job frustrating him. And then when you, when you couple that with the, the job that they did on Fox, uh, forcing him to have four turnovers, and he looked uncomfortable and offbeat all night, uh, they did a really good job. And, and again, you could say, well, it's Sacramento. No, Sacramento going into the game last night was the number three seed in the uh, Western Conference and the highest scoring team in the NBA. So they're not your, uh, your father's uh, Sacramento Kings. They're, they're a team that uh, is, is good. They're going to, uh, you know, as long as they stay healthy, they'll be a playoff team. And, uh, you know, they're going to make some noise. So they're good. So that's a, a heck of a win last night, particularly on the road. Yeah, it sure is, uh, Jack. But it comes at a confusing time for Raptor fans and maybe even for the Raptors because of where they stand in the standings. They're still one game out of the 10th seed uh, for the play-in round, and we haven't really heard anything from Masai or Bobby Webster as to what their sense of direction is for this team. And, and you have a good pulse for this team, watching them every night, and obviously your 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 own analysis of this team, even just basically on what you just said about them being in every game. But you know, Fred VanVleet is is a big topic of conversation about a player that's highly sought after and a player that's you know beloved in Toronto because of who he is and what he represents. What would your approach be for this team and and Fred VanVleet's future? Well, number one, you're not going to hear anything from Masai and Bobby until the trade deadline ends. <laughs> uh, you know, they—that's they, how they operate, and uh, which is fine uh, because it's—you know—they have to get deals done or at least listen to deals or propose deals. So uh, the more quiet it is and more uh, keeping things close ranked, that's the way to operate. Um, you know, with Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., the challenge is that these guys theoretically could walk in a, with their option and be unrestricted free agents, and now you don't re- get any value in return for that. And obviously you could say, well, we could take it to the summer and try to do a sign-and-trade, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but th- th- that gets complicated, and a lot of teams don't want to do you any favors. So uh, to me... I think it's it's about asset retention, and and or uh, you know at least getting whatever you can for those assets. So that's that's the decision you have to make with those two guys is how how you're going to structure it. And look, the Raptors are, are a team that's over the cap, yet they're not in the luxury tax category. So you know they're they're a team that uh, even you know with certain moves probably aren't going to be an under-the-cap team that has a lot of money to play with to attract free agents. And as we know, how many real big free agents have the Raptors ever gotten in 28 years? Uh, You know, they've usually operated uh, via trade market and then around the margins uh, in terms of player development and obviously through the draft and, and player development, and they've done a very good job with that. So that's the model you probably have to build with if you're the Raptors. So with that being said, 
you know, if, if, if for a Fred VanVleet or a Gary Trent Jr. or both or neither, whatever, you, you reach a point where you say, if, if I trade these guys, then I'm probably bringing back pieces uh, that have longer terms on their contract because I'm already over the cap, yet I'm not in the tax. And so that's one way to look at it. And then the other thing is futures, meaning can you get a pick or two attached to the transaction? So I, I think those are probably the, the things that you look at. Um, I love Fred VanVleet and Gary Trent Jr. I hope they stay. And uh, at the same time, I respect that they're independent contractors and uh, you know they're going to look to do what's best for them. And uh, sometimes that doesn't necessarily fit the, what the Raptors want. So, uh, you know, only time will tell what, what exactly happens. But uh, do both of those guys have value on the open market? Absolutely, yes, as free agents. Do they have value on the trade market? I would say absolutely, yes. So um, I'm sure where there's smoke, there'll be some fire. The question is... Uh, where the Raptors want to go with this. I mean, let's, for example, say Fred Van Vliet would have depart. Uh, who's your point guard? You know, yeah. is, are you going to go full-time with a uh, Pascal Siakam and or a Scotty Barnes as your full-time point guard, or do you have to get a point guard in a trade? Um, you know, and then there's all these other things. I mean, a guy like OG Ananobi has a lot of value on the market. Uh, you know, where, where do you want to go with this? I, I, you know, obviously is getting into the play-in situation, and do you feel like if you got in, you could qualify for the playoffs, and then if you qualify for the playoffs, uh, would your team be good enough to advance into the second round? So what's the objective, I guess, would be the bigger thing right now? So many questions, so few answers. Jack Armstrong from the Raptors on TSN, our guest here on First Up. Jack, Fred Van Vliet, undrafted player, has been with the Raptors, Raptors 905, been part of the organization for a long time, what, seven, eight, nine years at this point. But Gary Trent was traded for a couple of years ago. I'm uncertain about his level of commitment like how eager is he to be a toronto raptor in the long term are you privy to any information on that front i'm not what i am privy to is watching him and being around him and the guy's a pro i mean he i'm really impressed by him he's a very uh he has a nice way about him personally and then professionally He's a professional. I mean, he works really hard at it. He's dedicated. He's very serious. Um, he's, a, he, oh, he's a very young player, and he's a young player that's improving. So I, I like a lot of what I'm seeing from him right now. And I think that not only do I like him, I think the Raptors like him, and I think a lot of other teams like him. And I think he's a, you know, if you're buying a stock, uh, it's a stock with upside and potential. And his best days are ahead of him. Uh, in terms of, you know, what his feeling is on Toronto and not, I think obviously, uh, you know, money talks in a lot of situations and term yep. talks as well. So, um, hey, look, this market, uh, I, I, I don't know, I haven't met a player in the last 10, 15 years that's played here that turns around and says they had a bad experience playing here. They love it. I mean, this market is incredible. The fan base, the support, 
Um, just it, it's it's incredible the opportunities players have here versus uh, being in a market like a Memphis or an Oklahoma City or a Charlotte or a, uh, you know those are some, this is a huge market. This is the third largest market in in pro sports. This is a big deal, and I think too often. Uh, in Toronto, people get so concerned with, well, you know, uh, it's it's not the U.S. And no, I, th- this market is so much better than the overwhelming majority of the NBA franchises and markets that exist, uh, the other 29 that exist in the U.S. This is a great, great, great situation for a player and an incredible place to play. And guys love it. Um, so to me, uh, I don't worry about stuff like that. Well, does he like it here? Well, guess what? Uh, go play in Oklahoma City or Charlotte or places <laughs> like that. See how much you like it. Yeah, I'm telling you. you know, and the Raptors do things for its first-class ownership. They don't chintz. They do things the right way. It's, it's a first-class organization, so from top to bottom. And believe me, there's a lot of franchises in the NBA that don't operate at the same level. So – uh, if you're a player, uh, this is one of the best franchises, if not the best, to play in the NBA. See, I, I have it from my sources, Jack, that Gary Trent would be willing to re-sign only if Toronto had a soup and sandwich shop that was in line with what Carlo requires. <laughs> exactly. You know, beef, barley, a nice little sandwich. There are some good spots downtown, Carlo, I will say. Uh, soup and sandwich. This place, uh, oh, what's it called? It had it. Ravi Soups. Had it the other day. Ooh. Fantastic stuff. Good stuff. Really you know, good soup. I, I, I like your way of, you know, and, and, you know, you see what goes on in college athletics and there's all these little side deals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so why wouldn't you just create this little side deal with this soup and salad? Well, uh, it, it does seem. Sandwich. Oh, we're adding it, sal- I'm adding salads now. Oh, salads. Come on, Jack. Let's not there go crazy. Go. Romaine lettuce is yeah. too expensive. <laughs> I, I will salad. say. It does seem like every Raptor has their own like deal these days, like Scotty Barnes, Subway. Subway. You see, like everyone's got something. Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi with those beard trimmers. I mean, those guys, every, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, yeah. can I can I make a point? You guys are joking, but uh, can I make a point to that? Yeah, uh, of course. That's a, that's another reason why For this sure. is a great market to play in. Because if you look at a lot of other markets, I'm telling you. Uh, th- that doesn't exist. You know, there is an opportunity to do very well here in this market, and because it's a national brand, you're not a regional brand. You're not playing in San Antonio or Houston, uh, which you know, which uh, it's a regional brand. This is a national brand. So whatever you are involved with is on a national basis here in Canada. And again, you're in, you know you look at the size of Toronto. I mean, you have uh, New York, Los Angeles, and then Toronto is the number three market size, population-wise, the GTA in the NBA. So it's it's a huge deal. There's great opportunities here for players, uh, not only from a recruitment standpoint, but from a retention standpoint. You joke about that, but in, in, in all honesty, you go around the league. If you're playing in Indiana or Detroit or places like that. Maybe you're doing a, a commercial for a, a you know, a, a, a car dealer or a junk, a junk, uh, you know, junk uh, <laughs> yeah, place yeah. or whatever. But it's it's not it's not to the level that it is here, and that's my point. And uh, it, it, there's great opportunity here for guys. 
It's no, you're you're spot on, and that is definitely a lure. You know, you can only give so much money under the salary cap, but if you have a bunch of advertisers willing to give you uh, some money to do commercials and radio spots and whatever, uh, it definitely adds to the bottom line. Jack, thank you for doing this. Uh, always great to have you on the show. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Guys, thank you so much. And Carlo, when you buy that place, uh, I'm happy to do some spots for you. Oh, I'll have my people talk to your people. <laughs> oh we'll my get God, a deal Jack, done. that would be unbelievable. Like <laughs> you, you, you talk about a home run, like Jack promoting my spot. Oh, yes, that's, that's a lot. The for only success. problem is uh, I don't have any people, and you probably don't have any people either. So it'll be you and I having a beer uh, solving this. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to attend as well, fellas. Jack, we got we got to wrap. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, Zip All out. Right. Jack Armstrong, Carlos Soup and Sandwich Shop, opening 2024. Mm. Yeah, you would. We would have great. We would have so many great ideas. Soup club, like you get a like you you become part of the club where you, we get emails. We send you uh, like you know different merch offers, bang bang merch, bang bird, bang soup. Oh yeah, <laughs> first up hats, first you up hats. It, man, buddy. there's something here. Our soup and sandwich shop. Now I'm. We I'm could do live remotes in. from inside our soup yes. and sandwich spot. I mean, morning shows and uh, and soup and sandwich. Yeah, you know we can get it going like ten thirty. Think a brunch, a brunch spot almost. Hey, we could make soup, soup for breakfast a thing. Soup for breakfast. You know, that's something we right? do. We do a lot yes. every time we're in studio. Uh, in any case, my FanDuel best bets coming up on the other side. We got to get some capital for you to make your sandwich and soup empire. And we're mm. going to start next.